0: You're listening to Since You Didn't Ask, a Radio Free George podcast about pop culture, politics, movies, music, and more. This week, you didn't ask about the VMAs, upcoming movies and TV shows, summer music, and political conventions. This is episode one. Thank you for listening.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Since You Didn't Ask, a Radio Free George podcast. And I'm your host, Maddie, and your co-host, Tyler. Or and I guess to start with, let's just talk, get the sad news out of the way. That is yeah. Chadwick Boseman. So I know. I was reading um, some of the, the people that he worked with. They posted out statements um, just, you know, discussing how sad that they were. And they just called him lively, energetic, you know, really brought everything that he had to his performances. And it's really sad that he's gone.
0: Yeah, an amazing career for being early 40s when he died. He really accomplished a lot.
1: Yeah, he definitely... It's kind of sad. Um, one of the directors, I guess, of Black Panther.
0: Ryan Coogler.
1: Yeah, he was coming out with a second one then, and he wrote that he was writing lines for Chadwick to never read, and that just kind of me really sad.
0: Oh, that is really sad.
1: Yeah, but...
0: He has one more big movie he's doing this year. Um, I guess it'll be his last performance has come out yet.
1: yeah. Do you remember the name
0: of that? It's called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, with Viola Davis, and it's an adaptation of a August Wilson play. What's it about? Um, well, Ma Rainey was, I think, a jazz singer back in the 20s. Mm-hmm. I think it's about her like recording something, and I don't know who he plays in it, but maybe it's also somebody famous.
1: Well, that's something to look forward
0: to, at least. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it'll be a nice, you know, professional send-off, but still, it's awful.
1: Yeah. Maybe they'll put something at the beginning or at the end, um, just discussing how great of an actor he was.
0: Yeah, that'd be really nice.
1: I wish him and Jordan Peele had met up and made a great movie. But Daniel Kaluuya does it well anyway.
0: Yeah, he's really talented. I really like him.
1: Should we talk about last week, the VMAs?
0: I have to be honest, I didn't really watch it.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch it, but I watched some of the highlights. Miley Cyrus' performance of... Um, Midnight Sky, phenomenal. So good. It was really, like, trippy, because she had all the colors going, and then when she walked up the stairs, she she sang the line, I don't need to be loved by you, and then pointed to the stairs, which then led up to a disco ball that she swung on like she did with her wrecking ball, which, like, you know, ties them together in this kind of circular depiction of her relationship with liam hensworth and i thought that was really interesting fun little tidbit about miley
0: it's really interesting how artists are like playing with their different eras right now and by artists i mean miley cyrus and taylor swift yeah because she also seems very like conscious of the different personalities she's had
1: yeah i was just listening to taylor swift um on my way back from wawa and just the clarity of her voice and of the singing and how it's just very low key music in the background and it's just emphasizing her voice. She really does it all.
0: Yeah, Folklore is really nicely produced.
1: Yeah. What would you say your favorite song off of that one is?
0: Off of Folklore? Um maybe Invisible String. What do you think?
1: I would definitely say Betty. It's so fun. Oh yeah,
0: I know that. I like the harmonica.
1: Yeah. I love that it's, you see the perspective of Betty and the perspective of James and how he, you know, loved her, but chose the other girl, which is really, it's really cute.
0: Yeah, yeah. I saw, um, so also Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande performed at the VMAs, right?
1: Yeah, they did. Um, I think Ariana, I think they won for that song. The, what is it? Rain On Me?
0: Rain On Me, yeah.
1: They won for a lot of categories, I think.
0: Well, I saw they had like these crazy face masks on and everything.
1: Yeah, I saw on Twitter someone was saying that the best part of the VMAs was Lady Gaga's Crazy Mask.
0: Yeah, that was wild to see. But I'm surprised we haven't seen more like that.
1: Actually, Miley just a one-year tribute to her song, Slide Away, and all of the band people are wearing masks, which I thought was really cool. You would think for a video they would take them off, but no, they kept them on, because that's safe.
0: That song's only been out for one year. Yeah. Weird.
1: Kind of crazy, how... You can kind of see there, her and Liam's relationship unfold through Slide Away and what's her last EP? She is coming. Or now it's Mother's Daughter. Um, and then also through Midnight Sky.
0: I don't know anything about that, but that is kind of cool.
1: Well, you'll have to listen to all three of those songs. Well, M- Mother's Daughter is the album. But you'll have to listen to that album, and then Slide Away, and then Midnight Sky. It's all very story-like.
0: That's cool. I like that. So anything else?
1: Can I just get your hot takes on WAP?
0: I don't have any hot takes on it. (laughs) Nothing to say.
1: You're the only one in the world without hot takes on it.
0: I mean, I don't think it's like a big deal, really.
1: Yeah, I don't quite understand all the backlash that's coming for this. I mean, it's Cardi B. Uh, have you listened to any of her other songs where she sings about the exact same thing?
0: Yeah, just shouldn't be like a political issue. I'm not seeing that.
1: Yeah, I feel like they're trying to um, derail the conversation from actual policy and
0: actual issues that are going on. To be like,
1: well, look at what Cardi B's doing. She's corrupting our children.
0: Yeah, we need the morality police.
1: She's turning the freaking frogs gay.
0: Do you see yourself as a future Alex Jones type? And why?
1: Um, why do, you, why do you think I started the podcast to be Jones?
0: You even took his last name.
1: I know, I've already got that going for me.
0: Unbelievable. <laughs> but is there anything else from the VMAs or is that it pretty much?
1: Um, I mean, I'm sure that there's more. I didn't watch the VMAs, um, mainly because Miley didn't win best song and neither did Taylor. Well, Taylor won best artistic video or something like that for Cardigan. I think so. Yeah. Do
0: you know what won this song?
1: Um, I want to say it's Rain on Me.
0: Really? It's not, um, Blinding Lights?
1: Well, let's get up. It is Video of the Year with Blinding Lights, Artist of the Year, Lady Gaga. Song of the Year was Rain on Me.
0: Okay. I kind of can't believe that.
1: Yeah. I'm surprised that people really liked Lady Gaga. Oh, wow. I'm looking at one of her masks right now. It looks like uh, like a pink gas, ma- gas mask.
0: That's kind of intense. So no other love for folklore there?
1: Not really. Best new artist is Doja Cat. That's kind of fun. She sings the, um, that TikTok song. Say So? Yeah, Say So.
0: I do like that one. It's kind of fun.
1: Oh, and Megan The Sally and One for Savage. Another TikTok song.
0: Yeah, they had, to give, they had to give her one, right? Yeah.
1: Well, they couldn't give it to her for WAP. That's for sure. The outrage that would have came.
0: I can only imagine. But I don't feel like conservatives or boomers are watching the VMAs anyways.
1: I guess. But they would still find a reason to be up in arms. Oh, Taylor got Best Direction for The Man.
0: Oh, yeah, because she directs her own music videos, right?
1: Uh, not all of them, but um, she did direct the one for cardigan i think and then also the man but i know that um a lot of her videos from reputation are produced by someone
0: the man the video for that is pretty wild where she plays the main character who's a man
1: i know i when i first watched it i couldn't believe that that was her until they showed at the end her taking off the makeup or something
0: yeah that is really cool i like that one it's like a magic trick
1: yeah Um, Miley got Best Art Direction for Mother's Daughter.
0: I haven't seen that. The video.
1: It's, um, it's very similar kind of in the way to her VMA's performance of Midnight Sky in the way where it's, like, very colorful. But then her, um, outfits are crazy.
0: That's cool. I'll have to check it out sometime.
1: Yeah. But anyway.
0: What other songs came out this summer? watermelon sugar
1: watermelon sugar what a fun time uh that's a that's should have won like summer bop of the year or something
0: yeah was that later in the summer because i feel like that kind of came out recently
1: i don't think so i feel like it came out mid-summer to early summer because i feel like i've been jamming for a long time
0: yeah maybe i'm just not hip that's what usually happens
1: yeah it's because you spend all your time listening to bob dylan
0: what can i say
1: you just came out with an album
0: he did in june i was the only one who listened to it (laughs)
1: <laughs> he was number one fan
0: yeah at least the only one who's like under the age of 67 you know
1: well does anyone over the age of 67 have a spotify to even listen to it
0: exactly <laughs> so, so someone had to represent gotcha but it does feel like a lot of artists are putting out new music now i don't know if it's because of quarantine or like just kind of one of those things but
1: i would say probably i mean what else are they gonna do exactly I feel like I've started and stopped writing songs multiple times during the 14th.
0: You write songs?
1: No, but, you know, I just get bored sometimes. Whether it's songs or some other type of craft. Baking.
0: Yeah, a lot of baking bread.
1: Yeah. At the beginning of the summer, I feel like there is a huge thing about sourdough bread.
0: Obsession, yeah.
1: As long as they're not making that nasty potato bread... Or I'm going to say something controversial. Hawaiian rolls are nasty.
0: The sweet ones?
1: Yeah, I don't like that they're sweet.
0: I don't even have an opinion on this.
1: That's a boring life you lead, not having an opinion on bread.
0: Are you
1: sure? (laughs) I'm pretty sure.
0: I like the, um, I like bread that's very, um, well, I guess sourdough is like the pretzel bread. Is it? I do like that bread. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I can't, I can't say I know much about it
0: yeah we're way off on a tangent right now should we talk about movies
1: yeah i mean that's your favorite topic ever
0: i know that's why i'm here really
1: what'd you watch last night
0: last night i watched the descendants with george clooney it's from like 2011 was it good but it was pretty good yeah a little like indie drama you know a little sad a little funny
1: i watched the silver linings playbook the other night after we watched
0: i saw you gave it two stars
1: Yeah, I didn't like it. I thought it was kind of ableist. I thought it was weird that they put a lot of emphasis on how crazy they both were.
0: Oh, yeah, because he's bipolar, right?
1: Yeah, and they never explained why. I mean, I guess they made a quick reference to him being in the military or something, but I feel like that was a whole part of the story that we didn't get invested in, and so it just felt disjointed and confusing.
0: Wait, what was the whole part of the story?
1: Why he had PTSD. And like,
0: Oh, he has PTSD?
1: Or I guess bipolar or something. I thought they had said that he was in the military and that's why he was bipolar.
0: Oh, I don't know. I honestly don't remember. I'd have to watch the movie again.
1: Exactly. That's the issue. You don't know what, like, why there's something... Not that there has to be a reason why he's bipolar, but they just made it such a big part of his character and they never elaborated on it.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: But... We gotta love seeing Robert De Niro as a nice Italian dad.
0: Yeah, that's like one of his only later roles that he's actually like good in, you know? Yeah. Like I thought he was pretty good in that part.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't say that the acting is bad or anything like that. I thought it, like there was too many story holes and I just thought it was kind of boring.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And then, what else? Didn't you watch something else recently too?
1: Um, well we watched The Bling Ring the other night.
0: Yeah. Another one from like 2012.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it was which good. I saw. I saw it had a rating of 2.4 on Letterbox.
0: Oh, that's rough.
1: I know. I gave it four stars, so maybe I'm not as much of a film critic as I thought I was.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do think it had some problems, but
1: I thought it was wonderfully shot.
0: It was really cool. The like slow zoom into the house was wild.
1: There was a part where it went on for, I want to say, like, 30 seconds or a minute of him, I guess, singing or something. I forget exactly what it was. But yeah,
0: I from know. his webcam.
1: Yeah, it felt very voyeuristic.
0: It was interesting. It was different from the rest of the movie, for sure.
1: Um, well, we just watched 7500 the other week with um, the guy whose name I can't remember.
0: Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
1: Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
0: Yeah. Strange movie.
1: Very un twenty twenty.
0: Definitely. And like very stressful in a way that felt kind of artificial. Yeah. Like they just had people constantly banging on the door to keep you stressed instead of like making sure that the tension was always super high. Not to say the tension wasn't high, but like it felt a little lazy, I'll say.
1: They also I don't know if that's if it's just because the subtitles were mixed up or something and Maybe they had subtitles to explain what they were saying, but they were speaking in, I want to say Arabic, but, you know, I'm not entirely sure. But they were portrayed as, you know, Islamic terrorists, so it's safe to say Arabic Um, or even Farsi. But we didn't understand what they wanted or, like, what they were saying or why they were attacking the plane or anything.
0: Yeah. Well, that was partially operator error from us. Well. But... I think also when we were reading about it, like it didn't seem they had a clear motivation besides like just being terrorists or whatever. So, definitely, like you were saying, very not 2020, very not appropriate. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I feel like most of our listeners will be people within the CMS major. So, you know, just pro tip 2020, don't portray Muslims as terrorists or even air. Their- arab people as terrorists because it's just bad not nice very stereotypical very yeah don't racist love it.
0: not very 2020 very 7500
1: yeah very like this movie came out september 12th of 2001 oh god um we also watched hamilton for some reason three hours long
0: very overwhelming yeah
1: i mean i enjoyed the songs i thought they were really catchy some of them are pretty fun they get stuck in my head but then watching the musical i was like okay whatever just like listening to the soundtrack but with a video because there is no talking
0: yeah that's the one part i didn't like so much because i enjoyed it and definitely felt like an epic but there were also times when i didn't really understand what hamilton was doing or like why he was so significant yeah like, some of the more political details, I didn't exactly understand. And I don't think they really fleshed it out so much.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a fun take on history, which I appreciated. Because otherwise, I would not care who Alexander Yemmol was. Know, but, I don't know. I feel like you don't need to watch the movie in order to get the gist of what's going on. Or, I guess, a video of the
0: play. Yeah. David Dick is so good. I really yeah. like him.
1: He played um, Thomas Jefferson.
0: And Marquis de Lafayette in the first half. Like, he changes roles, I guess. That was fun.
1: Yeah, I really liked him in both roles. Yeah, he was probably, like, one of the shining characters. I really liked his hair. Yeah. that it really added a lot of emphasis to his motions.
0: He's really good in movies, too. He has one called Blindspotting that he also co-wrote. It's a banger. It's so good. Yeah but nobody watched it, so you know.
1: Yeah, Only Losers Like You.
0: It's really good, I don't know what to tell you.
1: Well, we looked at what came out over the summer, so let's look into September and look at what's coming out.
0: So much stuff, finally. Didn't think a big hiatus, it feels like, over the summer, but finally some stuff is starting to come out again.
1: Yeah, I don't remember the name of the movie that Cynthia just filmed, but I know that she just filmed a movie where they were quarantined in the house all during shooting and like people had to quarantine for 14 days and like they would wear masks and six feet apart and like they followed all the guidelines and they were able to film this movie
0: yeah with john david washington and um the guy who made euphoria who is named sam levinson apparently but he was the director
1: oh interesting euphoria was great by the way
0: Yeah, I have to watch more of it, because I've only seen the first couple episodes.
1: What I thought was interesting was, like, first of all, it was just beautifully shot. The colors in there were crazy. But also, the main character, Zendaya's character, is so dynamic. And so is her friend, Julie, who, like, I thought really brought a huge spotlight to the transgender community, because I feel like before they openly said, that she was a transgender character um i didn't know and it like just kind of showed you know people are like oh well you know if i see a guy in the women's bathroom i'm gonna call the police and it's like well these people are women like they look like women they dress like women like they are women and just seeing that really emphasized the point of you don't know if someone's transgender or not But granted, that is also just passing privilege, I guess.
0: Right. Yeah. I don't know, honestly, how to, like, speak on that, but I do think that's important to have that representation in such a high-profile show.
1: And she was played by a transgender woman as well, which was really important, I thought.
0: Yeah, because usually they have, you know, like, Eddie Redmayne or Jeffrey Tambor playing, like, just regular white guys playing transgender roles. Yeah, and that definitely doesn't seem appropriate or fair.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: They were also filming a new movie with Bradley Cooper this summer. I saw
1: which one is that?
0: It's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, and it's like set in the seventies. And they're actually using Philip Seymour Hoffman's son is going to play the main character, which I thought was really interesting.
1: Is he in anything else? Are they just casting it?
0: No, he's only seventeen.
1: Oh, they're just casting him because, oh, well, he's Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, and he'll know how to act. Yeah.
0: yeah, hardcore nepotism.
1: You gotta love it.
0: Especially because he works so much with PSH and, like, The Master and
1: mm-hmm.
0: Punch Drunk Love, Boogie Nights, all those old movies.
1: Yeah. And one, one movie that just stopped filming, I guess, or, well, you can't imagine they're doing any filming now, is uh, the new Batman movie.
0: Yeah, when Robert Pattinson tested positive. Yeah. Crazy.
1: Heartbreaking. Yeah, but I'm sure they will be them being the cast, but specifically Robert, I can't imagine him getting super sick. But then again, it's just wishful thinking.
0: Yeah, you just never know. Hopefully he's okay, though.
1: Yeah. He's really been in a lot this summer, actually. He was in The Lighthouse earlier in the year. He's going to be in that Batman movie. He's going to be in that Netflix movie.
0: The Devil All the Time, which also comes out this September.
1: That's exciting. I'm excited for that. It looks really good.
0: Yeah. Crazy gas, too. Like Tom Holland and... Yeah. Lots of other people.
1: I think it's interesting. I wonder... I forget now from the preview if they have accents, but both Tom Holland and Robert Pattinson have thick accents. I wonder how it's going to sound.
0: Yeah. Because they're playing, like, Southern characters. It will be interesting.
1: Oh, they are supposed to be Southern?
0: Yeah. It'll be fun to see.
1: I'm into it. I always used to have fun watching Twilight and, like, picking out spots where his accent would show. I'd be like, oh, Tiki Robert.
0: That's so dorky. That's so dorky. <laughs> oh, my God. He was in a movie movie that came out this weekend, Tenet. Oh
1: Robert Pattinson's in that? Yeah. I guess I didn't know that. Yeah, how's that doing? Is it, like, doing well in the box office?
0: From what I've heard, like, relatively well, but... You know, compared to last year, or any other year, relatively well, it's still terrible.
1: Yeah, I'm seeing 20 million. 20 million in US, and 150 million globally. Oh,
0: that is kind of impressive for the middle of a pandemic.
1: Yeah, people like to think that they're invincible. Oh, well, if I'm sitting in a dark room, the germs can't find me.
0: He's really been pushing for that movie to come out, and I think that's so (laughs) frustrating. Like, pushing people to go to theaters.
1: Yeah. I wonder what the budget is.
0: I think it's $250 million, last time I heard.
1: Oh, so he's got a lot to catch up
0: on. Yeah, so he was probably expecting it to make like a billion dollars or something before this pandemic started.
1: $225 million and it's only made $150 million globally.
0: Yeah, that's rough so far.
1: That's what you get when you push your movie to be shown in the theaters during a pandemic. You should have like sold out to Netflix or Amazon or something. Even HBO.
0: Yeah. It's so frustrating. I mean, I get that people really like going to the movie theater and all, but there's drive-ins and things if you really have to, like, get that experience.
1: Yeah. I'm seeing 74% on Rotten Tomatoes, 79 on IMDb. So, I mean, I guess it's a good movie. And I can, I can see, you know, looking at Inception, which is also a Christopher Nolan movie, seeing how... It might be fun and cool to see it in the theaters. But is it fun and cool to get COVID? Exactly.
0: And I've heard it was kind of a mess, too. Like, Christopher Nolan not being famous for having well-written women in his movies or anything. I heard this one was, like, super stereotypical damsel in distress kind of thing.
1: Ugh. Again, it's 2020.
0: Yeah. Unbelievable.
1: Like, I don't know why it's so hard for people to understand that women do have just normal conversations.
0: They do? (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, we only talk about uh, periods and makeup. Sorry.
0: That's what Christopher Nolan thought.
1: Well, you'll have to go and, like, pirate it and then give us all your hot takes next next show.
0: Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sure I'll see it if it comes on to something. It'll be on HBO or something in a couple months, I feel like. Probably. Annabelle.
1: Yeah, Annabelle is... I'm really excited for that.
0: Yeah. Have you seen the reviews for that?
1: I've not seen the reviews. Did it come out yet?
0: Um, I think it comes out later this month i forget the exact date but it does look really good but unfortunately it hasn't been getting the best reviews in the world
1: oh yeah it's got a 36 on rotten tomatoes and a 6.1 on imdb
0: yeah that's kind of upsetting i
1: don't know that might just be because it's not widely seen yet
0: yeah so maybe it'll come back up i don't know
1: yeah when i looked at the release date just says september
0: yeah but I think that's supposed to have like a video on demand thing instead of a theatrical release.
1: Yeah, isn't it supposed to come out on Amazon? I think.
0: Is it for free? I thought it was like a, like you have to rent it, like all the other, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, video on demand, yeah. Lame. I'm seeing both September 18th, but also then I'm seeing Delayed Again. So I don't know which is correct. So really? It's coming out sometime.
0: Everything's such a mess right now. Unpregnant comes out, I think, this week on HBO Max.
1: Yeah, it comes out the 10th, I think. I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah, I don't really know what it's... I know it's about abortion in some sense, but it does look kind of funny and kind of good.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting, especially since um, it's a girl in Pennsylvania. I live in Pennsylvania. I feel already...
0: It looks good. It looks like it has a good trailer. I'm excited to see it. Maybe next time we'll talk about it.
1: Yeah.
0: I think... It's kinda of similar to Never Rarely, Sometimes Always. Yeah, definitely. Which also came out earlier this year. And is also about someone taking a road trip to get an abortion. I think. I haven't seen it yet.
1: Yeah, but that didn't get picked up by a thing like like because Unplanned is on or I'm pregnant is on um HBO Max, but I don't think
0: big distinction there.
1: Yeah.
0: What were you saying though?
1: Well I'm pregnant is on HBO Max. But I don't think always, never, rarely, sometimes, always is on anything.
0: Yeah, it was just like a, again, video on the man release. But I heard it was really good.
1: No, it was out in the theaters.
0: Yeah, and then they put it out for like rent.
1: Yeah. so it's Because
0: I think it came out right when all this started.
1: Yeah, it's two ninety nine dollars on Amazon. But it has a 99% on Rotten Tomato.
0: Sounds like it's pretty good.
1: But what does it have on Letterboxd? That's where we need, that's where we get the real review.
0: And unplanned. That you almost said earlier.
1: Yeah.
0: Christian propaganda movie. Or maybe not Christian, but like pro-life.
1: Anti-abortion.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: Anti-abortion propaganda.
0: I've heard it's a mess. Yeah. I love reading reviews for things like that.
1: In comparison, it has a 40% on Rotten me. Good, good, good. Ugh.
0: We're getting ourselves canceled with... I don't know.
1: anti abortionness Yeah. Well... You know, let's just make it official. If you are anti abortion, just log off now. It's fine.
0: Yeah.
1: Or just let me hate in my DMs. I don't care. Either.
0: We're here to weed them out.
1: Yeah. You might get exposed. It's okay. Because if you believe in something, you should be able to stand for it. So if I expose you, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, forget what I was going to say.
0: Well, I know what I'm going to say.
1: What are you going to say?
0: Nothing important. Millie Bobby Brown is in an Enola Holmes movie later this, like, she's playing Sherlock Holmes' sister. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: I didn't realize that's what it was.
0: I don't know if it's supposed to be good or not, but I think it is coming out on Netflix later this month. Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
1: Um, that's actually funny, because my mom plays trivia every Monday. And one of the questions was um, what fictional character has been in the most, like, movies and books and like just mentioned in different things and the answer was sherlock holmes really Mhm. or like a secondary answer would have been santa claus but
0: yeah that's what i would think Or like adam and eve or something you know
1: yeah i was thinking like the looney tunes or something like that but
0: definitely bugs bunny i could see it
1: you know what i'm excited about what call Comey documentary well i guess it's a docudrama, docudrama.
0: yeah on showtime
1: it's a mockumentary mock you series but yeah, I'm excited for that
0: two part miniseries.
1: Yeah, I watched the the one on Roger Ailes, and that was really good from Showtime
0: with Russell Crowe, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say it's really good. It was it was pretty good for a documentary, or what are they called when they dramatize documentaries?
0: Uh, docudrama. Yeah.
1: Docudrama. Yeah. But it was also like a miniseries. So it was like a mini docudrama, whatever. On Roger Ailes, which I thought was good.
0: This is sound kind of interesting,
1: but also Hulu did one just a regular documentary about him as well, which was much better. But.
0: Really, about Roger Ailes? And then Bombshell was about him too. He was really all over the place last year,
1: as he should have been.
0: Yeah, that's just wild that all of that like coincidentally came out.
1: Yeah, I'm waiting for the stuff about like Kevin Spacey or something to come out.
0: He still tweets, I don't know if he's still tweeting recently, but like I know. A couple years in a row, he tweeted something on Christmas Eve, like weird YouTube videos. Very strange, man. Very cryptic. I don't understand.
1: Yeah. It sucks he's in so many movies, but...
0: Yeah. He was a good actor once.
1: What can you do? Especially when you have people like Polanski still directing movies.
0: I don't even know how. He's so old. I don't know. Rosemary's Baby came out in like 1969.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he definitely makes good movies, and he definitely has a very, like, insane story. But none of that defends being a sexual predator. hard.
0: Yeah, it's just sad. Movies like The Pianist and stuff are so good, and it's just so frustrating that that's the artist behind it.
1: I would even say, like, Going Back to Kevin Spacey, Seven is really good, and also um, The Usual Suspects. Like, they're just, well, the usual suspects is, like, fun and interesting, but seven's more deeper, but it just sucks that people can't get consent, or not without their private parts in public, like, I don't know, in front of staff. It just ruins the whole movie.
0: Exactly. Just don't be a jerk.
1: And knowing that about Kevin Spacey, and then watching American Beauty, disgusting. What a disgusting waste of
0: time. It makes it really weird. Yeah. Yeah, what a mess.
1: But... I know you're excited for the new season of Fargo, aren't
0: you? Yeah, with Chris Rock, I think, is the main person. You know how I feel about comedic actors in serious roles.
1: Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about uh, Uncut Gems?
0: Uh, So good.
1: With your man, Adam Sandler?
0: He's made three good movies. Name them. Punch Drunk Love with Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, The Meyerowitz Stories by Noah Baumbach. And Uncut Gems.
1: I just feel like it's a real big slap in the face that you didn't put Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore or even Mr. I've
0: never seen those. I've seen bits and pieces, you know.
1: Yeah. You know, you're not really missing much, but.
0: I feel like you see one Adam Sandler movie, you've seen them all. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I feel that way about Will Ferrell,
0: but. That's true.
1: You know who is constantly surprising me, though? Jim Carrey. He's
0: He's very interesting.
1: His art is so fun. I like that they're, like, just political, like, cartoon-like drawings
0: yeah he just wrote a novel he's been in that showtime series for a long time now
1: oh yeah isn't that called happiness or something uh kidding kidding
0: he's really doing it all
1: i watched an episode of that a long time ago i watched i don't remember it being bad i just don't remember it being particularly good either
0: but yeah i want to check that out i still need to watch that at some at some point
1: point. and then after september you've got october and then november November 3rd is the big election day. I am excited.
0: I don't know if I would say I'm excited. I want it to be over with.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I do too. I feel very stressed about the whole situation. Um, But I'm excited to see how it goes down. I'm working at the polls that day. So that's cool.
0: Yeah, that is really cool. I'm excited to, or I'm interested to see... How like debates and everything goes this year?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of surprised they haven't started doing that yet. I guess because the RNC and the DNC were, I want to say, two or three weeks ago, so I guess fairly recently. But still, I feel like the deadlines have debates is coming up.
0: These debates are going to be a hot mess.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like his debates with Hillary were a mess, and I would say she's less controversial. Well, I know she's controversial, but. You know, I don't know what point I'm trying to make. What's that?
1: Using Hillary is less controversial than Joe Biden.
0: I don't know. I think people have dug up a lot of minor things. Yeah. To try to drag Hillary Clinton down. Yeah. But also I don't know enough about the subject, so maybe I shouldn't say too much about it.
1: Yeah. See, the way I look is it is Trump and Biden are not good choices. And that's fine. Well, it's not fine, but it is what it is. Um, Kamala Harris is Biden's VP. I definitely feel like is a pretty solid choice, especially when, in comparison, you have anti-abortionist, anti-LGBT, conversion therapy supporter Mike Pence as the vice president. You know, I feel like Kamala is a better option. And... You know, While Joe Biden has faults, I would say he's also a better option, but I think that Joe Biden is relying way too heavily on that line of um, thought, and I feel like he is targeting his campaign to essentially just say over and over again, well, I'm not Trump, and that's why you should vote for me, and not actually getting to the heart of any issues or policy or anything like that. He's just relying on the, well, I'm not Trump, so... You should vote for
0: me. Yeah, I do agree. He definitely needs to step up his campaign.
1: It's also um, not going to win over any independents by saying, well, I'm not Trump, you know, because obviously he's not Trump, but he also has his own skeletons in his closet. And I think people, you know, we've lived through four years of a Trump era, and people know what Donald Trump as president looks like. And if Biden keeps presenting himself as, Biden, or as Obama 2.0, people know what an Obama administration looks like. He needs to come out with his own things and show us what a Biden administration looks like. And I don't think he's done that yet.
0: It's also frustrating how old both candidates are right now.
1: I agree. Um, actually, let me... I know that... Um, What is it, John? uh, Is it John Kennedy Jr. or Robert Kennedy Jr.? I think it's Robert Kennedy the third, or Joe Kennedy the third. Um, he was just running in his election again in um Maine, Massachusetts. Um, but he lost, so that's kind of a bummer. That was what I was double-checking, is if he had lost. Um, he's still a representative, but he was running for the Senate seat. Which would have put him... He's only 39 years old. He would have been one of the youngest senators in there.
0: I can't believe we haven't run out of Kennedys yet.
1: Uh, you know, I just... They're a huge name in America, American history and American politics. I really don't... I feel like they will keep having baby kennedys and furthering the kennedy name for a very long time
0: but without cursed and like i don't know sometimes messed up that family is i don't know somehow it's just surprising to me that they're still like kennedys working in you know the government
1: yeah yeah i was um listening to a commentary about his campaign for senate and they're saying that you know he Joe Kennedy the third was running a lot on his Kennedy name. And was just kind of saying, well, I'm a Kennedy, you should vote for me, instead of actually saying reasons why he was kind of like I was saying at Biden. Like how he wasn't actually saying what he was going to do when he was in office. And, you know, as we, as we just saw, he lost.
0: And his name is Joe Kennedy? Yeah. And Joe Kennedy, like the first, was kind of the patriarch right and he was a notorious not great guy if i'm remembering correctly
1: uh i would think so i do remember one of um i don't know quite honestly there's way too many of the kennedy names to keep them all straight but yeah i think so
0: yeah, so Joe Kennedy the first was like the father of all, you know, John and um, I guess Robert. Bob. Ro- yeah, Robert Kennedy, um, and also, you know, like Rosemary Kennedy and all that craziness.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't she get murdered or something?
0: They gave her a lobotomy back when that was legal. Why? I think because she was kind of rebellious.
1: You gotta keep your women on the street narrow.
0: Yeah, and he's reported to be an anti-Semite, and like, I know he had some sort of involvement with the mob. That's crazy. And covering, yeah, I think Joe Kennedy the first was not an excellent person.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, you know what? You, were, you just said that he was like anti-Semite, and like, I've been doing some reading, and I'm kind of shocked how just prevailing that anti-Semitic sentiment is in America. How, like, even today, if you go and ask someone who's, like, you know, semi-racist, and you're like, well, what's the problem with the movie industry or something? And they'll be like, well, the Jews own it or something. And it's like... And also just... um, You had shown me that post, of people vandalizing temples and things like that i just can't believe that in 2020 we're still hating on the jews that literally went through a genocide we still don't have any type of compassion for them
0: it is atrocious yeah and unbelievable i agree
1: i feel like this episode should just be don't be a jerk and have compassion (laughs) that should be the title that's a
0: good that's a good starter episode yeah I think that's the vibe we want to go for.
1: Yeah, no jerks allowed in this podcast.
0: Exactly. We should get guests on here, though.
1: I would love to have a guest from the WAC Republicans come on here and talk to us. I would love it. So any whack Republicans that are listening, please hit me up. I would love to listen.
0: <laughs> It'd be interesting.
1: But anyway, skewing away from politics, because we talked way too long about that. Um, the streaming service Quibi that came out um over the this summer. I downloaded it. It's fun for about two days, and then it's like, okay, I'm out of shows to watch because you just watch them I in mean, one sitting almost.
0: And they don't have any like licensed content, right?
1: I don't think so. I think it's all original stuff. Yeah,
0: right. I'm sorry, I cut you off before. Though, what were you saying?
1: I think I was just saying that you can, they're only at most 10 minutes, so you can just sit there and watch them, especially now that we're all inside and not able to do anything. I watched um, their show The Stranger and their show The Most Dangerous Game in three days, maybe.
0: Right. Yeah, I guess the short kind of length would be good for I don't know, easy attention span grabbing. Yeah. But also, I just don't like how a lot of streaming services now are only, like, their exclusive content. Like Apple TV, too. They don't have any licensed stuff. They just have Apple originals.
1: Yeah, but they have partnerships with people like Showtime and Amazon and Hulu.
0: Right, where you can, like, extend your subscription, but you still have to pay for the services separately, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. Isn't Amazon that way? Well, I guess they're not completely all that way. But I just don't understand. If I have Hulu and then I go onto Amazon and I see that this thing, it's like, oh, you need the Hulu extension. It's like, well, I already have Hulu. Just like acknowledge the fact that I have this and can we put them together? I just don't. I don't know. It's kind I'm of. I'm
0: surprised you can't link that.
1: You probably can. I'm probably just dumb. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I've never tried.
1: Yeah. But, um,. I was talking to Dr. Cosma about Quibi, and she was saying that, yeah, um, they're not getting that good of reviews. And I I think that they were, they might not even make it into 2021 or something, but um, because they started this streaming service that's supposed to be watched in small little bits, like if we were on campus, I would have watched while I'm eating lunch, but because we're all stuck inside, like I said, and with nothing to do, it's like, the, the use of this is just not there.
0: Yeah. It's a good time to watch, like, four-hour-long movies, you know?
1: Yeah. Which you do often.
0: Every day, I try to.
1: When are you going to watch Satan Tango?
0: Not soon enough. It's, like, seven hours long. I'm very excited. My plan is to watch it before 2030, I said. That's my deadline.
1: Isn't it in German, too?
0: I don't, it's definitely not in English. I don't know. But it's like black and white, you know, foreign language, seven hour long. It's supposed to be great.
1: Yeah. I just did a project on color for one of my classes, and I was looking at black and white movies, um, and specifically black and white movies that were made when color film was available, like Psycho, and how they use the black and white to really emphasize, like, the difference between
0: good and evil. And Psycho was also, that was also partially, like, not his choice, right? Because didn't they not want to make Psycho?
1: I'm not entirely sure, quite honestly. But that would make sense. I mean, he did spend, didn't he spend a ton of money buying up all the book versions of Psycho so that people wouldn't read the ending before they watched the movie?
0: That's crazy. That sounds like something Alfred Hitchcock would do.
1: What a crazy man.
0: What other movies did you look at like that?
1: Um, or the lighthouse is one of them. Oh, so well, good. Um, even, and Black Swan isn't completely in black and white, but the the black and white of the black swan and the white swan, um, is really interesting, too. Yeah. Looking at how that color shows.
0: I love when people shoot things in black and white. Not to sound pretentious.
1: <laughs> yeah, it definitely adds another layer of intrigue and it's like a whole other plot line just within the color scheme it's really interesting yeah i mean just look at wes anderson's movies and his colors there
0: so much orange
1: yeah and then the grand budapest hotel with the pink and um what's his name zero's love with whoever Saoirse Ronan plays how just colored in pink it's so cute
0: yeah he really makes his movies like On a whole other level of crazy aesthetic, you know, design.
1: Yeah, I'm impressed, though. Fantastic Mr. Fox is, like, some incredible stop-motion animation. I'm just floored by it.
0: Yeah, and Isle of Dogs, too.
1: Yeah, Isle of Dogs, and even to go to Tim Burton with the Corpse Bride. Like, that's pretty cool.
0: Guillermo del Toro is doing a Pinocchio stop-motion movie. Huh.
1: I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I'm sure it'll be good because it's uh, Guillermo del Toro. I can't be interested in Pinocchio whatsoever, though.
0: Yeah. I heard he was, like, adapting it to be kind of, I think, in the backdrop of, like, the rise of Mussolini and, like, that sort of fascism. Yeah. So It sounded sound interesting. Kind of sound like Pan's Labyrinth, you know, kind of how they had that plot line.
1: Yeah, the Spanish War. Whatever that was. I don't know if it was the Revolution or something.
0: Another good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, we talked about movies. We talked about TV. We talked about politics. Did we talk about music? Oh, yeah, we did talk about music. We've covered all of our bases. All right. So, I guess we're done.
0: You didn't ask, but now you know.
1: This is Baddie and Ty signing off. See you next time. Bye.